0: Hello and welcome to Small Black Birds, I'm AJ, and in this episode you will hear why groups like No More Deaths continue to provide life-saving assistance to those in need, despite the U.S. government's recent crackdown on humanitarian aid in southern Arizona. Over the past decade, the remains of nearly 2,000 people have been found in the Arizona desert, among the busiest and deadliest crossing point along the border. But volunteers with groups like No More Deaths, who conduct the searches, know the actual number is much higher. They believe humanitarian aid is never a crime, and that is why they provide water, food, and basic necessities for people trekking across the Arizona desert. The U.S. government, however, has executed a campaign of intimidation, harassment, and criminal investigations against people who defend the human rights of migrants, refugees, and asylum seekers. This campaign has included surveillance, warrantless searches, arrests, and travel restrictions. Humanitarian volunteers like the one you will hear about in this episode do difficult, life-saving work. The aid they provide should not be criminalized.
1: Every day in the border region, migrants, refugees, uh, people who are coming across the border, who are coming through the desert, who are suffering, who are at risk of dying, are knocking on people's doors and they're in need of water, they're in need of food, they're in need of basic medical care and basic necessities. And people all across the border region are continuing to respond by offering these folks a glass of water um, by offering them some rest or some food, Uh, and frankly, I don't see that changing.
0: Even in his wildest dreams, Donald Trump could not build a wall more effective than the Sonoran Desert, 100,000 square miles of rugged mountains and bone-dry valleys straddling the Mexico border from southeastern California to eastern Arizona. The desert terrain is hostile, with scorching daytime temperatures reaching over 120 degrees and long, vast stretches without shade or water sources. Locals believe that it's impossible for anyone to carry enough water to survive more than a few days in the unforgiving wilderness. And the found remains of thousands of people who succumbed to dehydration and exposure, and the countless more lost to the desert sands, make it hard to argue. Every year, hundreds of thousands of people attempt to cross the U.S.-Mexico border. Once inside Arizona, many begin a 60-mile journey north toward the city of Tucson that can take seven or eight days through the harsh desert and a military bombing range that overlaps with known migrant routes. It is in these remote areas where most of the bodies and remains of people are found by Border Patrol agents and local volunteers. Scott Warren is one of these volunteers. A 40-year-old who recently completed his PhD in geography, Warren lives in Ajo, a small town in southern Arizona with a large central plaza done in the Spanish colonial style, and works with local humanitarian groups like No More Deaths and the Ajo Samaritans. Driven by their faith to address the death and suffering in the border region, Warren and other volunteers drop off water and food on known migrant trails, search for missing peoples, and respond to reports of deaths in the desert.
1: The moment that really changed for me, got me involved in a big way, was moving here to Ajo and just experiencing the border in a more visceral way, being here in the summer, running into people in the desert who had walked across the desert and were in need of water, meeting other folks who were were doing humanitarian aid. Uh, It just seemed like if not the most important, one of the most important issues facing this place. For me, to not be involved in that would be, like, not being fully engaged and fully present in this place. So groups like No More Deaths and Samaritans, Humane Borders, Aguilas del Desierto and the Armadillos, for instance, uh, have all provided humanitarian aid and done search and rescue in different ways here in the desert.
0: Even before the recent humanitarian crisis at the border and the zero-tolerance family separation policy central to Trump's immigration scheme, the U.S. government had adopted a deterrent strategy designed to discourage anyone from starting the journey by making it as dangerous as possible. By building fencing along most of the border's urban areas, but leaving the most remote and difficult terrain without any barriers. It funnels migrants into the deadliest stretches of the desert and open the door for drug cartels to expand its operation into human trafficking. According to No More Deaths, the Border Patrol used to argue that higher fees charged by human smugglers and an increase of violence during attempted crossings showed their strategy was working. It also meant that more people would not survive their journey across the desert.
1: We went from finding human remains Every other month to like finding five sets of human remains on a single trip hiking through the Growler Valley and then going back you know a week later and finding two more sets of remains and then on a single day of searching finding like eight sets of remains and bodies of people who had died in adjacent areas of the bombing range and on Cabeza Prieta so just this like scale of this crisis, of the humanitarian crisis, and the missing persons crisis, just blew wide open.
0: Warren came to national prominence in 2018 when he was arrested and accused of illegally harboring two Central American men at The Barn, a ramshackle building in Ajo, where anyone trekking through the desert can find food and water. Fueled by climate change and surging violence in countries like El Salvador, Honduras, and Guatemala, the result of decades of U.S. intervention throughout Central and Latin America, many people, including women and children, are increasingly forced to abandon everything they know and seek asylum and safety in the U.S. In court, Warren pled not guilty to the charges that carried a possible 20-year prison sentence, but he never denied providing the men with food, water, and clean clothes.
1: Sometimes this doesn't get reported, but there were three of us arrested that day. It was me, along with Jose, and Christian. The judge released me on my own recognizance after about 24 hours in custody. He said, yeah, whatever, you're not the kind of person that we need to put in jail right now, right now. They kept Jose and Christian uh, in detention in order to depose them as material witnesses in the case against me, and then in exchange for that, they very quickly deported them back to the places which they had been fleeing for their lives.
0: Federal prosecutors argued that Warren concealed two men, both in their early 20s and exhausted from their journey, from Border Patrol agents who had been tracking the men since they arrived in Arizona. At the trial, the government prosecutors presented evidence essentially proving the charges against Warren, but they were unsuccessful in convincing the jury, who was unable to reach a verdict, so the judge declared a mistrial. At his retrial a few months later, a jury needed only two hours to find Warren not guilty.
1: I think my arrest really created a lot of conversation, is, is the main thing, in my community of Ajo, where humanitarian aid has, has always been provided. Long before I lived there, or there was a, a No More Deaths or a Samaritan's Presence, local residents were, were doing this kind of work, perhaps not in as, as organized a way as, as um, a group like No More Deaths, but they were certainly uh, doing this kind of work. And so it's opened up a lot of conversation around that uh, and people sharing their own stories, which has been a really beautiful thing and a really heartening thing.
0: A closer examination of Warren's brushes with the law raises troubling questions about the Border Patrol and its actions. Warren was one of nine humanitarian volunteers hit with federal littering charges in 2017 after they left jugs of water for migrants passing through the Cabiza Priyata National Wildlife Refuge. Not coincidentally, Warren was arrested the same day No More Deaths published a report documenting the Border Patrol's destruction of more than 3,000 gallons of water left in the desert by volunteers. Videos can be found online of sun-soaked agents taunting volunteers while dumping out gallons of fresh water into the desert sands.
1: We have faced different forms of, or different efforts, really, by the government to curtail our work. My arrest is one, but also, you know, citations for various things related to the management of the public lands in this area, and the prosecutions, you know, for, for abandonment of property, for leaving, you know, uh, jugs of water and, and food on these, these places where people have died previously in the desert.
0: Since his acquittal, the crowds that come to Aho to meet with Warren and talk about the region and the work he and other volunteers do has grown. During one talk, he described how Aho had been a small, sleepy desert village for years before a mining company from Maine arrived in 1917 in pursuit of the region's rich copper deposits. The company built the town's central plaza, Ajo's main destination for festivals and morning walks. But it also forced all the Mexican and Native peoples who lived there into segregated communities on the outskirts of town. Over the years, Warren said, visitors to Ajo, unaware of its past, would assume that it had always been this way. He said something similar is happening today with the construction of a border fence.
1: Right now, we are facing the construction of a 30-foot-high border wall across much of the desert of Organ Pipe and Cabeza Prieta, south of Ajo. And I had a sense of nostalgia for the old border wall. (laughs) Which is funny and it's really troubling at the same time. The vehicle barrier, the Normandy fence, uh, the old 12-foot pedestrian fence, the new 30-foot fence is gonna have 24-hour lighting and sensors and all this kind of stuff. And I had this sense of, of like nostalgia when you saw those pictures in the, in the news of the new 30 foot high panels going up. And so each time we sort of up the intensity of the enforcement landscape in the border region, we sort of normalize that landscape and we normalize the social relations that it represents. So we normalize going through checkpoints, we normalize the scrutiny that we get. That becomes as much of a part of the landscape as the Ajo Plaza does. And oftentimes we forget what's really underpinning that and the social relations that it's reflecting and creating as well.
0: For Warren, who has lived in southern Arizona for over 10 years, the Borderlands represent a special place where many different peoples and cultures have interacted and mixed for generations. But those old ways and the people who live here are now threatened by overblown political rhetoric and a determination to turn this peaceful region into a security state. Speaking after one of his court appearances, Warren spoke out against the government's misguided plans for the border and called for protecting the people and the land.
1: The government's plan in the midst of this humanitarian crisis, policies to target undocumented people, refugees, and their families, prosecutions to criminalize humanitarian aid, kindness, and solidarity. And now, where I live... The revelation that they will build an enormous and expensive wall across a vast stretch of southwestern Arizona's unbroken Sonoran Desert. Today it remains as necessary as ever for local residents and humanitarian aid volunteers to stand in solidarity with migrants and refugees. And we must also stand for our families, friends, and neighbors, and the very land itself, most threatened by the militarization of our borderland communities.
0: Along with their mission to help those in need, Warren and groups like No More Deaths want everyone to know that the border is not this scary place that you hear about in the news. What there is, however, is an enormous buildup of security and surveillance infrastructure, a militarized police force, and lots of regular people, some of whom happen to be migrating through one of the deadliest landscapes in the Western Hemisphere.
1: You know, you think of places in the world where extreme forms of violence and oppression are used to coerce people into doing things or to not doing things, and they still do them. So the short answer is I think that people will always provide humanitarian aid regardless of what the consequences are.
0: want to find out more about the work of No More Deaths or how the government continues to harass volunteers and activists along the border, please visit www.nomoredeaths.org. Want to know how you can protect your right to protest? Check out www.rightsanddissent.org. Have questions or suggestions for me? Email me at smallblackbirdspodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Stay safe and talk with you soon.
1: Okay. <laughs> you.